Hey everyone, so today is our GRM, where one of the things we normally do is talk about vision. Who is God wanting to make us? Where is God leading us? And what is He saying to us as a church? And ordinarily, it is an opportunity for some rah-rah, some vision casting and getting excited about what God has for us as a church. Now maybe you're thinking, well, you know, that's fine for 2019 when everything was normal and up and to the right. But that's not for 2021 because, well, we've had lockdown and corona and, and, and. Well, I want to wholeheartedly challenge that to say again, God is not done. God is not done with us. He's still speaking. His spirit is still active. And we need to still do everything in our power to ensure we stay with him. Now, there is no doubt that we have been through and are still in one of the most challenging seasons of our lifetimes. But here's the thing. No one has ever led a business or a school or a family or a church through a pandemic. I didn't get a class on leading churches through global pandemics at Theological College. And yet I think we have so much to be grateful for as a church. And I want to make some observations as I look back before I look forward. So if we take stock of where we're at in the middle of all of these circumstances, we could look at the challenges and the struggles. But let me tell you why I think we are healthier than maybe some of us are aware. Well, firstly, we can celebrate healthy levels of engagement. We know the limits of church online and the limits of Zoom. And yet when we analyze the stats we have access to, we are seeing consistently healthy levels of engagement across the board. Not 100% by any stretch, but healthy levels of engagement. There is no doubt that some have disengaged for many reasons. I mean, this season has been extremely challenging for so many. But for some, their internal motivations are down or they've disengaged from meaningful relationships. Some have felt let down. Some were actually disengaged long before COVID-19. And yes, some haven't been disciplined. But we're almost a year into this and we're seeing levels of engagement that leads us to believe that we have a healthy, consistent church culture and we can be grateful for that and celebrate that. Secondly, I believe we can celebrate healthy life groups. Again, it has not been easy to connect as life groups. We miss the fellowship. Being online doesn't always feel like we're truly engaging. And we don't all love the technology. And yet, I keep hearing about how life groups are not only connecting, but they're caring. They're looking out for each other. They're pushing in and they're pushing through. And that's worth celebrating. Thirdly, we can celebrate what God has done in our underprivileged communities. God has opened up doors for us to serve in a way that we haven't been able to before. God has opened up doors to significant international funding to the point where we were able to mobilize near a million rand to bring healthy food and supplies to that community. And God has continued to open up doors for Craig and his team to do a Bible study there, which has become so popular that they're now training leaders to help meet the growing physical and spiritual need there. Fourthly, we can celebrate God's generosity. We've just heard the financial report, so I won't go through the details again. And while looking at any church's financial position is by no means the best or only metric for health, it is certainly a very telling metric for how people have been able to invest in the ministry of the church. Last year, we were able to meet all of our ministry needs. We were able to meet some big needs in the community around us and we were able to meet many, many, many needs within Riverside Community Church itself. 
And this is because of you, because of your willingness to invest. And over and above that, your generosity to our COVID-19 relief fund. Your generosity reflects a generous God. And I'm blown away by that. And we can be so thankful to God for his provision. Fifthly and finally, I have to take this opportunity to celebrate our staff. I've seen our staff pivot and learn and grow and perfect and persevere and pray and demonstrate faith and commitment at levels that have made me prouder than anyone can imagine. Instead of seeing challenges, they saw opportunities. Instead of saying we can't, they said we can. Instead of saying we don't know how, they said we will find a way. I cannot thank our staff enough. Riverside, we are super blessed by who God has given us and I need you to know and celebrate that. Now something we haven't spoken much about this past year and something I know many of you are burning to know about is what's happening with our building project. I don't have time to get into all the history, but where we left things off a year ago was that 23 out of 24 departments at the council were happy to give us the go-ahead but water and sanitation had some concerns about sewage and that we were backing a wetland. And these concerns were proving tricky for us. And we spoke about this in more detail this time last year. Well, as you can imagine, for much of last year, things ground to a halt. Offices closed and then reopened to huge piles of work and then opened and closed as COVID did its thing. But towards the end of the year, through some relational channels, we engage the services of an attorney who is prepared to help us move things forward. The lockdown this year has slowed things down again. But where we stand at the moment is that he, together with our civil engineer, are working on a final proposal to present to the necessary departments for their approval. If that is unsuccessful, he is prepared to represent us at a tribunal where he will legally present our case and argue for us. And so while things are not moving very quickly at the moment, we will keep you updated. On that note though, some good news is that our building fund crossed the 8 million rand mark towards the end of last year. Once again, something to celebrate. And one more thought on this, and this hit me some time during the lockdowns last year, and I believe speaks to God's perfect timing. The thought that hit me was that if lockdown hit us while we were in the middle of a multi-million rand building project, or if we had just moved into a facility that we still had to grow into, we would have very likely been under some extreme financial pressure. Yes, we were able to meet our ministry needs last year, but I believe God saved us from some potentially severe financial challenges. And that causes me to think that his timing is perfect in all of this. I don't understand it all, and we don't know how it's all going to work out, but we have seen God's hand of provision and protection on us. And this gives me confidence for the road ahead. I'm hoping that you can see that we have so much to celebrate and be thankful for. My dream for all of us going forward is that our mindset is not let's hunker down and weather the storm and re-engage only once things have quieted down. I don't need to tell you that we don't know how long this is going to be. We don't know what things will look like a year from now. Some so-called prophets have tried and have come short time and time again. So I can't promise any of these things to you. But what I can promise is this. God is still at work. In fact, God is a specialist at working in difficult conditions. I mean, I don't know what our witness is if we are only engaged and on board with God when things are easy and comfortable. On the contrary, it is when we show gospel levels of sacrifice and love and commitment to God in times of difficulty. This is when the church is at her best. 
please, please, please don't believe the lie that God is on pause. If anything, he is looking for people to trust him to shine a brighter and better light in these dark times. So as we end, I want to ask for your patience, which is a fruit of the Spirit. But not the patience of waiting around, but the kind of patience that the Spirit gives us in order to bear the season well. To recognize that yes, things are not perfect right now or as we want them. But we endure well the challenges of this season while keeping a watchful eye on what God is doing and being alert to how we can be a part of that. That, I believe, is biblical patience. I also ask for your adaptability. If you haven't realized this yet, I hate to be the one to tell you, but normal is gone. There is no going back to normal. And who knows how long it will be until we find some form of new normal. So we need to adapt. Every single one of us needs to be willing to try new things, to embrace new learning curves, whether it be technology or new ways of community or doing ministry, even if it's temporary. But the mission has not changed. What God has called us to has not changed. And so we all need to be willing to put the kingdom first and the mission first and do whatever it takes to be a part of it. I know I'm asking a lot of you, but the alternative is to become less engaged. And just like a trolley with a sticky wheel, that always leads us to drift away from the things of God and not towards them. Finally, I ask for your faith. If you've been around Riverside long enough, you will know that biblical faith is so much more than shallow positivity. It is rather the willingness to trust God's character, God's word, God's promises, His spirit, and then to demonstrate that faith in obedience. You see, if we trust God, people will see it in how we obey Him. And so, I'm asking you to demonstrate your faith and trust in God. Now, I don't want to re-preach the sermon from two weeks ago, but I'm asking you to demonstrate your faith in your commitment to His bride, His church. I'm asking you to demonstrate your faith in the fact that God is still advancing His kingdom. I'm asking you to demonstrate your faith in your commitment to seek His voice and to obey His leading as you love and serve the people in your life. I'm asking you to demonstrate your faith by seeking God in prayer. Not only to help us, not only to meet our many needs, but also to demonstrate His glory and for His kingdom to advance, for the empowering and leading of His Holy Spirit, and to grow His kingdom in your life and through your life. I ask you to demonstrate your faith even in trials by going to Him again and again and again. Demonstrating faith like this is not easy. It is not natural. In fact, it is supernatural. And so I pray for God to grow a supernatural trust and faith in us in 2021. Now Riverside, I don't know what's going to happen in 2021, but I know the God who does. And so as I close in prayer, I want to invite every single one of you to choose right now to engage God and engage His kingdom, His presence, and His mission. And as we do this together, that we will see God's face and we will see God's hands. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that we can celebrate your goodness. We can celebrate your faithfulness to us. We can celebrate your glory coming out of dark times. And we can trust your faithfulness to us going forward. We pray that you will continue to supply everything we need financially, physically, spiritually, your presence, your power, so that we can be a church that lives out your kingdom in this time. This is what we need. This is what our world needs. And we're trusting you for this. In Jesus' name, amen.